The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Positive Living, the program that brings you practical and inspiring principles for living more authentic, engaging, and passionate lives. Created by Patricia Raskin, a catalyst for positive change. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this program are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. Now, with Positive Living, here's Patricia Raskin. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Positive Living. I'm Patricia Raskin right here on VoiceAmerica.com, and this is our seventh year, and we started, you know, when there were about 20 shows on Voice America. Now there are over 200, and it's so exciting that people really want to go to the Internet and be inspired and have wonderful information, and that's what we do here. We have a fabulous program for you today and a great guest, and if you're listening live, which is today on March 30th, you can give us a call right here on Voice America at 866-472-472. Five seven eight seven. We were talking about well, we're talking about a lot of things about love, about connection, about strength and courage, particularly for women. And we're talking about a movie that is coming out on the Hallmark Channel original movie, April fourth and April eleventh. There are two movies, and this is part of this series. And this series is the eighth installment of the award-winning book series, Love Comes Softly. And my guest today is the Oscar, Emmy, and Golden Globe winner, Patty Duke. And she's in the movie, Love Finds a Home. And I'm very excited to have Patty on my program. Welcome, Patty. Oh, thank you, Patricia. I'm excited to be here. Well, I, you know, I know, this is an interesting movie because it's, it's about a real female uh, doctor in a quaint Missouri town. And then her longtime friend comes to watch over her during her pregnancy. And along comes her mother-in-law, which is you. And you're seen kind of as the nursemaid whose homeopathic remedies and folksy wisdom are at odds with this woman's friend, Belinda, who is the, the doctor, the frontier doctor. Hello. And, you know, I watched the movie. I loved it, and, and I loved your role in it. You were fabulous. Oh, yeah, but thank I, you. I, I want you to know that. But I, I, what I thought was interesting is that, you know, when you think about these folksy things, I mean, you know, you were talking about all kinds of remedies, sitting up, laying down, drinking different potions, and Melinda, Belinda was very upset at that because she had all of her traditional things. Yes, she, she wanted her to have bed rest, and you her. said, no, we're going to get up and go into town, which, of course, is what we would say today. Right. But what's interesting is that a lot of these folksy folksy messages and methods are also not touted today as well. I mean, we may be 200 years ahead in time, but I don't know if we're 200 years ahead in our thinking. What do you think, Patty? Oh, well, you know, uh, I have to remind myself <laughs> that we're supposed to be uh, evolved. I-, I think in some ways uh, we have over-evolved, uh, whereby I- we overthink so many things that we don't tap into that natural uh, resource that the women uh, that, that we're portraying in this movie. Yes. Uh, I mean, it, it's just there. And, and it's the doctor who's the weird one because she's got science. And um, yeah. the mother-in-law, whom I play, uh, has got, um, she, well, she's got annoying down to a fairly well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but she, 
um, also, in, in her mind, she has seen in practice, she's also a midwife. Right. Uh, she's seen many more she, things than Belinda has, exactly. and she lets her know that. <laughs> and, and in the beginning, she is not willing uh, for an instant to open her mind and heart yes. to other possibilities. That's where I think we now, we try to do that. And we try um, not to throw that baby out with the bathwater. Um, sometimes we don't succeed. <laughs> but I think that we, we have gotten from the women 200 years ago uh, a real sense of how human we are mm-hmm. and that we shouldn't be afraid of that. Well, you know, I want to say it was a scene in the movie that I that really got to me. Now, Belinda was the doctor that you were kind of at odds with because you had the folksy remedies and she had the traditional remedies and right. wanted Annie, who was your daughter-in-law, to stay in bed. But what really got to me was when there was a husband and wife and the wife was very sick and the husband didn't want her to take the potion or the medicine that Belinda, the MD, was giving her. And you saw this, and you started screaming and yelling at him in a way that was, you know, almost shocking for the time and even could be today. And you said yeah. to him, you listen to me, you're going to save your wife's life. And you intimidated him, and he was scaring everybody in the town. And you just kind of <laughs> waved your hand. Yeah, well, that's what I, I started to mention earlier. By the end of it, this woman you know, is not completely changed that I play, but she has opened her heart a yes. little and her mind and a so little did he to the possibility the of other things. Yeah. And that, the other thing she has going for her is what I call um, a form of uh, female ageism. <laughs> mm. When we get to be a certain age, such as the lady who's speaking to you now, um, Sometimes we think just because somebody's young, they're stupid. Mm. They don't know anything. And one of the things that this that the character learns is this: she learns that this young doctor uh, is not impaired by her youth, yeah. but she can use it uh, to everyone's benefit. Well, what was very nice, of course, was kind of the the joining of the two at the end. You know, because you, as a mother-in-law, were almost going to leave. You felt you weren't needed, and of course you were needed, and you helped to deliver the baby, and so you were there. But it was nice to see the different generations mix at the end, how Belinda, the doctor, understood you, you understood her, yeah. you helped each other, and even the, the, the cranky father who didn't want to listen to you, he <laughs> was very thankful at the end. It was, it was very nice. It was a very warm, well, warm-hearted. You know, um, when, when my phone rings and there's someone on the end, other end of the phone from Hallmark, Number one, I know I'm going to say yes. <laughs> uh, but I also know that it's going to be like I'm going on a fabulous uh, first-class cruise mm-hmm. and that attention to detail yeah. is going to be there. Yeah. And, and it just, oh, it, it's just, I'm telling you, it's like a cruise. Um, sure, we work hard. It's hot. It's cold. It's this. It's that. But you know that you are telling stories that some people might 
consider cliche and yeah. old-fashioned, mm-hmm. but they are stories that really have a core of truth. Yes, and that was the next question for you, because, you know, I used to be such a fan of Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman with Jane Seymour, which is about I'll the frontier you. woman doctor around the same time, and I found the message was very relevant for today. What do you think the message is, Patty, of the movie? What would you want listeners and viewers to take away from this movie? I would like them to take away... <clears throat> a little pledge to themselves that they're going to try to open their hearts and minds mm-hmm. to uh, new ideas, mm-hmm. old ideas, um, and to not assume that if, if you're not well-versed in it, it's got to be garbage. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, I, bottom line, you know, what, you, you know what you take away? Love. Yeah, yeah, and I did. I did. It was lovely. And, uh, and it's exciting to talk to you. When we come back after the break, I want to ask you about some other things. And I want to let folks know that this movie is part of a series, a Hallmark Original Channel movie series. This premieres April 11th. Uh, stars Patty Duke along with Sarah Jones and Haley Duff and Jordan mm-hmm. Bridges. And, and they Jordan, reprise yes, their roles I'm, in the eighth installment. the third generation Bridges I've worked with. <laughs> oh, isn't that something? Yeah. yeah. And this will be again premiering uh, April 11th. And I think it's, it's eight or nine o'clock. Um, Eastern Time, so you'll have to check your listings, but it's a, it's a wonderful, heartwarming movie. And then there's one the week before we're going to talk about in the second half hour, which was Love Takes Wing, and that's the one before this. But when we come back, Patty, I want to talk to you about being a childhood star. You started at seven years old. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and also um, about how in 1982 you were diagnosed with bipolar disorder and how you have really been on a campaign. You've helped so many people. You have an autobiography called Call well, Me Anna. Ways it really does. Yeah, um, I can't wait to to talk to you about that. Right. Um, it is. Um, oh God, it keeps me vital. <laughs> well, and and you are and. And you're larger than life on the phone, I can tell you that. It's wonderful. And then you are also, with a medical reporter, co-authored A Brilliant Madness Living with Manic Depressive Illness. So we'll talk about that. And I do want to let listeners know, you were the first recipient of the Eleanor Roosevelt Award for Democratic Action. Yes, oh my dear. Isn't Uh, that something? You know, it's very nice to be recognized in any venue, but certainly that award really impressed me. (laughs) And, okay. and still does, and she, of course, uh, always does. Uh, all right, and we're going to take a break on that note. And you're listening to Positive Living. I'm Patricia Raskin. We're on the phone with Patty Duke, the Golden Globe winner, uh, Academy Award winning actress, Patty Duke. So stay tuned. You're listening to Positive Living. I'm Patricia Raskin. We'll be right back. All right. Voice counts. Call toll free 1 866 472 5787. 1 866 472 5787. VoiceAmerica.com 
Here's a show for baseball players, coaches, parents, and those who love the game. At least 90% of sports success, including baseball, requires mental strength in order to fully benefit from technical ability. And the higher the competition level, the more critical it becomes to possess mental muscle. Tune in every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific time to Championship Thinking, hosted by Jim Meyer, and brought to you by the National High School Baseball Coaches Association. Jim, sports psychology coach, trainer, and author of numerous articles and the workbook, Championship Thinking, Building Mental Muscle in Baseball, simplifies the mental game with easy-to-understand tools and tips. With his weekly guest, Jim draws from successes with professionals, college, high school, and youth teams, coaches, and players. Learn how to remain confident and focused at crunch time when pressure, tension, and anxiety like to make an uninvited appearance. Tune in and tune up your mental and technical knowledge and skills with Championship Thinking every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time right here on America's Voice, Voice America. Hey, Dad. What? I can't get the ketchup bottle open. Here, let me try. Here you go. Thanks. You don't have to be a hero to be a hero. When you adopt a child from foster care, just being there makes all the difference. To learn more, call 1-888-200-4005. A public service announcement brought to you by Adopt US Kids, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, and the Ad Council. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Hi everyone, we are back. You're listening to Positive Living and I'm Patricia Raskin right here on VoiceAmerica.com, America's Voice. And if you want to call in live right now, if you're listening live on March 30th, uh, you can call us. We are on between 11... Uh, 11 and noon Pacific and 2 and 3 p.m. Eastern, and you can call us at 866-472-5787. And all these shows are archived on the Voice America site and on my site, patriciaraskin.com, and you can go to Voice America and search my name, and these shows are archived so you can see them then. I have an amazing guest, and I'm so really honored. Patty Duke is my guest today. Patty Duke is an award-winning actress. (laughs) Uh, she won her first Emmy Award-winning nomination uh, when the soon after the Patty Duke show uh, was was debuted, and she's had. So, I mean, I could go on and on, Patty, but then I won't get to talk to you. I mean, your yeah. other Emmy Emmy nominations were for your work in Having Babies, A Family Upside Down, Girl on the Edge of Town, The Woman's Room, George Washington, and Touched by an Angel. You're the winner of three I Emmy Awards for your roles in Sweet Charlie, Captains and the King, and The Miracle Worker, and in which you played the role of Annie Sullivan. Yeah. And you've been in many other many other movies. You also um, were the recipient of the Eleanor Roosevelt Award for Democratic Action and the second woman in history to be elected as president of the Screen Actors Guild. Isn't that, that an honor? Kick. That was a big kick. Then then I had to do the job. <laughs> that wasn't so much fun. <laughs> well, we want to say um, you are starring in the upcoming Hallmark movie, which will be on April 11th. On the Hallmark Channel, it's an original movie, and it's called Love Finds a Home. Wonderful movie, and you uh, are the kind of cranky but odd and fun and interesting mother-in-law of a doctor who is having a baby. I and you are there with her friend who is the doctor lady. of the town, and you're a little bit so at odds because you have the folk remedies, and you've been the midwife delivering all the babies, and she hasn't, and she's much younger. But in the end, you really come together, and it's a very special movie. It is. It's a lovely movie. 
Yeah, it, it really is lovely. All right, I want to talk to you now about bipolar disorder. Okay. In 1982, you were diagnosed, and you said that at last the demon that had plagued and mystified you for a long time finally had a name. Yes. And that you, you wrote a best-selling autobiography, and then you wrote A Brilliant Madness Living with Manic Depressive. Here's what I want to know. What is it you want to tell our listeners about this disease and about people they live with that they're not sure about, but they're just, the behavior is very aberrant and odd? The most important thing I've found that people need to know, I travel the country a great deal talking on the topic, uh, is that it's not as scary as you think it is. Uh, there, there is treatment. Uh, the treatment works for the lion's share of people. And what you get out of the treatment is the ability to live a balanced life. I can still be high and happy or sad about something. Mm-hmm. It's just not out of my control anymore. And um, what happened when you were out of control? What happened with when that? I was what did control? it look oh, well, like? I married somebody I didn't know. That oh. was one of the <laughs> bizarre things. When you're, when you're on the upswing, you feel you can do anything. You are, you know, two inches from God, and mm. everything you do is absolutely wonderful. And sadly, most of it is very destructive. Uh, mm. I, I spent all the money we had and all the money I thought we had. <laughs> I, which is, oddly enough, a symptom of the illness. There are many symptoms, and of course, they, they vary based on each person. But what, what I found in the last 27 years is that if we talk to each other about it, if we reach out, uh, even when we're so terrified, there is something there for us. And uh, 27 years ago, uh, prior to my diagnosis, I knew there were psychiatrists and things like that, but I really didn't know that anyone could put a finger on it and give it a name and therefore be able to give it a treatment. So the reason that we know that it's not just depression and highs and lows is because your behavior becomes very bizarre and you, you, you're out of, as you said, you think you're invincible or you're very grandiose. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I bought Mercedes to match my shoes. Mm. <laughs> um, now, that is not to overlook the depressed end. Um, we may not do those bizarre things, but we also, when we're depressed, most often we can't even get out of our beds except to go to the bathroom. Mm. Uh, and and uh, so... What is some of the work you're doing now to help people? What I, mostly what we're doing right now. We're allowing people to hear that uh, one person, I, I like to think of me as the horse's mouth, Mm-hmm. <laughs> Others may think of me as the other end. Uh, but if you can hear from someone who's walked the walk that there is, I swear to God, that light at the end of the tunnel and that every bad thing we ever did doesn't get excused, doesn't get um, put, put under the rug, but can be explained and an explanation is one of the main things we want, and so do our family members who who go through this illness without the benefit of having the illness. Um, you know, they don't go up there on the highlands. Um, so, again, we have come a long way in the last uh, quarter century. 
Uh, and the and chemical, you feel it's definitely a chemical imbalance, and, I and the drug that, really, yes. there really are makes others a who difference. Don't. Uh, but most, uh, certainly science feels that it is. Uh, now there's uh, a whole new um, uh, theory about brain imagery. Uh, it's not just a theory, it's in practice, uh, where they're going to be able to see uh, the sort of hot spots in the mm-hmm. brain that can diagnose it uh, qu- uh, more quickly. So uh, your advice to somebody who's living with a person that they feel has this is immediately to go for help. Absolutely, and and when we're in these phases, the last thing in the world we want to do is go for help. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. it doesn't make it easy on that family member or that friend who's saying, you know, I really think you need to check into this. Uh, and, and you know, know what's so interesting, Patty, if you look at this, I mean, look at everything that you've achieved and accomplished in your life in spite of this bipolar disorder. So, you know, people can achieve great things. Most definitely. To me, the greatest thing I have been able to achieve since the diagnosis and treatment is a healthy and rational relationship with my family. Mm. Um, My children grew up with a a wacky mother. (laughs) And um, thank God they they have fared well and they're doing fine. Uh, But I guess they and I uh, really like to push for people to get early diagnosis uh, to save some years for the good life. All right. And let's, uh, let's switch a little bit and talk about how you were a child star. You started at seven. And I remember, and I told you this during the break, that I had watched, a, um, it was a, a program probably two or three years ago where many child stars were sitting around the table, and you said, yes, I was one of them. Yes, and Melissa you were talking Gilbert about that what together. that means. And, you know, child stars who, many of them uh, didn't become adult stars. They, they were child stars, and then they went on to lead lives that were not in, in the limelight, so to speak, and, and how that impacted them. Talk about that, Patty. Yes, um, I am certainly fascinated by the ones who, quote, did not make it as adult actors. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there's all kinds of reasons for that. Um, but it concerns me about how they make that transition from all of that grandiose attention, uh, you know, where as a child actor, anything you want, you get because you're performing like a trained monkey. Um, it is important to me that those of us who stick with it look back at that time as almost a, a half-baked learning process for how to survive. Uh, and not only as an actor, but, but as a human being. Uh, Melissa Gilbert, I mentioned earlier, um, we, we did the Miracle Worker together. She played Helen and I played teacher. Uh, we've been tight friends ever since, which is getting to be a lot of years, but she she has made it her business to seek out these former child actors mm-hmm. and to give them a forum uh, in which to inform yeah. the, the parents and the child actors of now. Mm-hmm. What do you say to parents listening to this who may have a grandchild or a child or a niece or nephew you know, who's, who's already getting into um, modeling or getting into the whole kind of show business activity. What do you say about that, Patty? 
I like to say in a positive vein, I don't have anything against children becoming performers. What my children have taught me and what I'm going to pass along is you must remember that you're, you are the mother or you are the father and that this is your child. Mm-hmm. It is not, you mustn't fall into the uh, commodity kind of thinking that can get going. It is a very seductive uh, business, especially with children. And, again, um, I, 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 I do not tell people to shy away from it at all. I've had a wonderful life, and my kids are having a wonderful life in this business. Um, but keep your eye on the donut. <laughs> well, you know, it's been a delight to have you on the program. What what else would you like to tell us before we go oh, about this I wonderful movie? I need to tell you that's very selfish. I'm in San Francisco because... I just finished my first week in the move in the the the, the musical Wicked. Oh, I tell you, I'm having such a good time. All right, so tell us the name of the musical again. Wicked. It's been um, uh, on Broadway for five years, mm. and now there are all of these other uh, satellite companies, and I'm in the one in San Francisco. Okay, well, terrific. And and a closing thought about watching the movie on April 11th on the Hallmark Channel, Love Finds a Home. Thank you, Patricia, so much. Yeah, it, it was it was really great. And we have, we have another minute left. So, okay. Patty, what would be your kind of closing thoughts for people today? Listening to our whole interview about you know, being a child star, in a sense, and staying with it, and you know, just your career. Any closing I, thoughts for our... If I could um, speak to each one by phone, um, I would like to say that we must remember to honor ourselves um, as well as our families and, and God, of course. Mm-hmm. But but um, mostly, it's a scary world out there. Uh, I'm, I'm, it's no news to anyone that we're having these uh, awful financial times. Um, but you know what? That's all it is. Yeah. Uh, let's keep marching forward, okay. and we'll beat it. Thank you so much, Patty, for coming on this program. Thank you Thank for you. having me. Yeah, it was wonderful. Thank you. Patty Duke, she is stars in the movie Love Finds a Home, premiering on the Hallmark Original Movie Channel on April 11th. Thank you. You're listening to Positive Living. I'm Patricia Raskin. Stay tuned. There's plenty more. We're going to be talking to the producer, Steve Niver, of this movie and of the movie before this, Love Takes a Home, Love Finds a Home, and Love Takes Wing. You're listening to Positive Living. I'm Patricia Raskin. Stay tuned, folks. We'll be right back. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Wine and Women is not your boring wine geek show. It is rather a fresh, fast-paced approach featuring interesting stories and entertaining segments about wine and wine-related topics through a warm and chatty format that will appeal especially to women, men optional. Hosted by wine connoisseurs and luxury lifestyle experts, 
Julie Brosterman, Lisa Kring, Sharon Borston, and Jeanette Oku, Wine and Women takes listeners to Napa, Sonoma, and other wine regions worldwide to meet the best as well as the newest winemakers, to restaurants to meet top chefs and sommeliers, to wine-themed spas, wine country getaways, even into supermarket wine aisles where Women and Wine Angels swoops down and helps shoppers to get their wine picks and more. Women in Wine broadcasts each Thursday at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel. Women in Wine, enjoying life one sip at a time. I can take care of myself. I can make a peanut butter sandwich. I can brush my teeth and I can give myself a bath. I can walk home alone from school. I can pick dinner from the trash behind the deli. I can watch the baby for the whole weekend. I can keep a baseball bat by my bed just in case there's trouble. Don't worry about me. I can take care of myself. If you're in jail, who'll be there to take care of your family? Something to think about before committing a gun crime. Gun crimes hit home. This message brought to you by Project Safe Neighborhoods and the Ad Council. Looking for a good time? We've got a show that will give you a wild ride. This show will make you feel good. And it's not even bad for you. You need your time to let loose. It's time for a feel-good party. Pull up to the computer, mix yourself a drink, and turn up the speakers. Happy Hour is here. Every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern, it's called the biggest radio show in the world. Hosted by international personality and pundit, Michael DeMarco. You don't know what's coming next. The biggest radio show in the world on Voice America. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Hi everyone, we are back. You are listening to Positive Living. And I'm Patricia Raskin right here on VoiceAmerica.com, America's Voice. If you're listening March 30th, uh, you can call us live right here at 866-472-5787. And all the shows are archived on voiceamerica.com and on patriciaraskin.com. And you can log on to my site, patriciaraskin.com, and uh, write to me, and we can put you on our email list, and I would love to send you my newsletter as well as blogs. So, uh, and all the shows, I have another show. Um, I have a couple of radio shows, and so I'd love to share all that with you in the newsletter and through the website, and I'd love to hear from you as well. Again, Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com. We are talking about the Hallmark movies that are coming up. This is a wonderful family movies with wonderful inspirational messages. And we're talking about this movie, Love Takes Wing, which is a Hallmark Channel original movie premiering on April 4th. Now, we just talked to Patty Duke about the movie premiering on April 11th, which is part of that series, Love Finds a Home. And now we're talking about the first movie, Love Takes Wing, which stars uh, Cloris Leachman, who's an Emmy Award winner, Sarah Jones, Patrick Duffy, Kevin Richardson, and Haley Duff in Love Takes Wing. And we have with us Steve Niver, who is the producer of both movies, Love Takes Wing and Love Finds a Home. Welcome, Steve. Hi there. Thank you very much, Patricia Howard. All right. Good. Um, let's first talk about the theme of Love Takes Wing, which will appear, uh, which will premiere this Saturday, actually, April 4th. Right. And so what happens in this movie is Sarah Jones, who is, um, ha- it, her husband has died, and she is a doctor, a woman doctor in the town that is saying, whoop. We have a woman here, we can't believe it. She arrives in a tiny town, and she takes up the town post of physician. 
and she discovers that many of the residents, uh, including children at the orphanage, which is run by Cloris Leachman, have fallen ill or died from an unknown ailment. And soon she worries she's over her head. And then she then starts to befriend her friend Annie, who is also a doctor, and then the town blacksmith, who she eventually falls in love with and marries. But a lot of the people aren't trusting of her because she's a woman, for one, and also they don't want help, and they don't even want to help the orphans. And, you know, they'd be happy to see the orphanage close. But what happens is that it all comes together, and she helps the folks, and she falls in love, and she has this wonderful woman friend who's also a doctor, Haley Duff. It's a nice movie. Um, how are you involved in this as producer? Well, um, it's it's kind of a great thing because as producers uh, for this for this particular series, we're allowed to uh, take you know a lot of creative uh, control with it and just shape the look of the picture, uh, work with the directors, uh, shape the actors' performances, shape the script, um, and just ensure that uh, the, the the film is going to look as authentic as possible. That was our main mission. Mm-hmm. Um, and, that was, you know, our biggest and how did you do that? Was, now, uh, the book has, was was written, um, and, and how did you do that? Because the book was written, and tell me, Jeanette Oakey, and she wrote the series of novels called Love Comes Softly. So this, uh, the movie was a little different from the book, I understand. So how, how did you find, how did you become authentic with this? Did you use the book? Did you use history? Well, we used uh, we used history, and we uh, had uh, some great uh, nerds doing a lot of research uh, to make sure uh, that um, you know because we're we're kind of walking a fine line with uh, the film. Kind of touches on the uh, uh, the invention almost of the intravenous uh, contraptions that they use in the film, uh, uh, basically IVs, uh, and we tackle the idea of first using an IV uh, to treat cholera, which is yes, that was very know, interesting. Is, yeah, and, and we. See that. I mean, it's, it's it's definitely playing with history a little bit, but we wanted to make it as believable as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, so everything is very authentic. We I had some we had people doing research from the from you know months prior to make sure the. How did you get the IV bottles? Did you use old bottles? Did you take them out of museums? Um, no, we 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 actually we have a prop house and a, a great prop house that we use all the time, and we just got lots and lots of. Uh, old-timey bottles and doctored them up and came up with the idea of, uh, you know, soldering them and, yep. you know, using the, the opaque tubing. Uh, we just had a great art department working mm. on that. Now, what, what is your role as producer? Now, you don't hire the cast, I understand. Right. What, except, what do you do exactly? I'm sure you do well, many things. <laughs> well, uh, with, I, I produce this with uh, my producing partner on the show is Kyle Clark. Uh, he's a great guy. We he actually produced the first Love Comes Softly, uh, and I was uh, I worked on that with him as well as a coordinator. Um, but our roles, we work very closely with the director. We it's our job on set every day to maintain the integrity of the story, uh, maintain the look of the picture, uh, to make sure that every day it's going to look the way it's supposed to look. There's enough extra. There's enough smoke. There's enough costume. There's enough everything. Enough cameras. Uh, to make sure it looks as big as possible. We want to crane almost every day. We want it steady cam as much as possible uh, just to give it the most cinematic look that we could and to aid the director, try to give the director everything that we that he asked for as much as possible. And in this case, we had uh, Lou Diamond Phillips directing, and it was 
wonderful. How did, um, was the production different for the two movies, Love Takes Wing and Love Finds a Home? Well, uh, production-wise, uh, we kind of went right into them. I mean, we had different directors, and we had a few different cast members. But uh, crew-wise, uh, we're largely the same. Uh, but we did approach them different, uh, very different tonally. Uh, we wanted to ensure that they had, were had very separate identities. Um, the second one has a little, you know, Love Finds a Home uh, is a, very heavy on the drama, but also has very light moments, uh, which almost, uh, you know, harkens back to the old uh, 70s Disney comedies. Uh, the yes. Comedy westerns like Hot Lead and Cold Feet, and uh, Dave Cass and I, uh, he's the director on that, we're... we're big fans of that stuff, and we wanted to have that, that feeling, uh, you know, just the happy Western family <laughs> feeling, you know. Yes, yeah. You know, um, now, in, in working with the movie, what would you say, I mean, one of the things Patty said in the interview with her just now is how much she loved it. It was like being on vacation, that everybody was so wonderful and it was so heartwarming. What was your feeling about the message of both movies, Steve? Um... As far as the message, I mean, we just, it's, it, there's always hope. There's, it's always, uh, it, as dark as, I don't want to say dark, but as heavy as the, the drama and the stories got. Mm-hmm. We wanted there to make sure that this is going to end, end on a high note. This is going to end with, you know, literally happily ever after. So we could, if we want the series to continue, we want that. We want, you know that it's going to, we want the audience to feel happy watching it and feel good. And I actually was fortunate enough to, to screen the final cut of Love Takes Wing last night uh, with Lou. Uh, and we and some people wow. saw it, and we got the perfect reaction from the audience. I mean, they they were, uh, you know, giving the right awes. And <laughs> it, was, it was great. I enjoyed it very much, and I did not at all Appreciate find it. Pollyanna, I mean, these are issues that we deal with. I mean, now, obviously, we're not dealing with cholera now, but right. we certainly could deal with uh, discrimination against a group. I mean, for example, you know, the town really wasn't so excited about taking care of the orphanage. They didn't care about the orphans, and that's where the problem was originating with the cholera. And we have that today in today's world. So a lot of the themes Absolutely. are very current. Absolutely. And, uh, yeah, the same goes for both. Uh, it's... it's uh, it's still very timely. Uh, the town's reaction to to Belinda. I, I mean, it's it's sick. to the woman doctor. <laughs> exactly, but but to the fact that she wants to help them. I mean, it's it's a sickening response. And you know, Lou's portrayal of uh, Ray Russell is was so gutsy because it's he's such a bad guy. He literally wants these children thrown out. And that was and, played by Lou Diamond Phillips. Yeah, who directed I, the film. Oh, it's he's he's such a an he's evil great. guy. It's great, yeah. uh, and you you really can't. It's like, oh my gosh, how can this guy be so heartless? Yeah, uh, and it's unfortunate. Unfortunately, the town much of the town shares his his uh, opinion. Yeah, uh, talk about uh, how the movie is different from the book. Was that deliberate? Um. Yes, actually. Uh, Basically, the, if you if you follow logic, I mean the timeline. <laughs> we we, we uh, try to stay at the time. We want the timeline to stay in pioneer times. We want it to stay uh, kind of ambiguous pioneer, uh, and we did that for that reason. 
mainly we had to keep it at uh, a figure of a very different television storyline. We still wanted a, uh, you know, to keep the main characters, to keep the central theme, uh, you know, prevalent, you know. Yeah. Um, that was kind of our mission. I mean, we knew it was going to be a different ball game going in. Because uh, I believe this is, these are the last two in the book series as well. Um, so this is, this will be it for the movies. Well, my understanding is they, I mean, I, I hope they continue them, and I, I think they, they're going to want to after they see these. I mean, we left it open. I think it's, I think there's so much more you can do with it. Terrific. All right. Well, we're going to take a break, and we have been talking to Steve Niver, who is the producer for both of these original Hallmark movies that are coming to television to uh, on April on Saturday, April fourth. Love Takes Wing, and Love Takes Wing stars Academy Award winner Cloris Leachman, Sarah Jones, Haley Duff. Uh, Kevin Richardson, Patrick Duffy, and is also with Lou Diamond Phillips, who directs the, the movie. And this is Saturday, April 4th. I've seen both movies. They're lovely. And then Saturday, April 11th, the movie uh, Love Finds a Home, which stars Patty Duke, as well as the other, as well as Sarah Jones and Haley Duff and Jordan Bridges. Uh, that is on the 11th on Saturday. And those are, again, wonderful movies. And we've really been talking about I think, Steve, that the message here is hope, don't you? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, uh, Belinda's character has a, an incredible arc in Love Takes Wing. Uh, he, she comes in so cold about it, just approaching it purely as a physician, not, you know, not looking at it uh, as, you know, I don't want to say uh, as people, but just how could she solve this problem? And then she grows to become a part of this town. Yes. Falls in love. And, yeah. you know, I think... Yeah, it reminds me a lot of Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman, which was my favorite series on television. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And the look Very of that, similar look with, of the, with the female was, doctor who uh, had to kind of, you know, uh, win over the town, which she certainly did. All right, we're going to take a break. And my guest is Steve Niver, who is the producer of these original Hallmark movies, Love Takes Wing, premiering on the Hallmark Channel April 4th, and Love Finds a Home, premiering on the Hallmark Channel April 11th. You're listening to Positive Living. I'm Patricia Raskin. Stay tuned, folks. There's plenty more. We'll be right back. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. If you want to put the pep back in your step, Chad Lafferty says just what you're looking for. Dance is life. Life is dance. It's only about dance. It's about moving through life with style, gaining awareness of the never-ending, ever-flowing movement that accompanies all of life's activities. Dance is life. Life is dance. Broadcast every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Radio Network. Be sure to tune in and tap into the limitless healing that dance can provide. Can't stop now. Dad, can I ask you something? Sure. There's this girl I kind of like. Say no more. You just have to impress her. Okay, but how? Just, I don't know, pick up a lot of heavy things around her. Like what? You know, desks, chairs, people. Grunt if you have to. Grunt? Yeah, be like, oh! Uh. 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 
there you go. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. When you adopt a child from foster care, just being there makes all the difference. To learn more, call 1-888-200-4005. A public service announcement brought to you by Adopt U.S. Kids, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, and the Ad Council. Son, we got to talk about drinking. Uh, I know. I don't want you touching alcohol till you're old enough. Yeah, I, I know, Dad. It's not a big deal. Don't, yeah, I know me, okay? And it is a big deal. Underage drinking is just stupid. Yeah, well, why'd you do it? Look, I did it because we didn't know what we know now. Alcohol affects kids differently, okay? When kids drink, it's more dangerous. And you're my kid. And just because they drink doesn't mean you have to. I, I know. I know. Look, son, I'm trying to help. I've seen what it does. I mean, you may think you can handle it, but when you drink, it screws up your judgment. Listen to me. This is real. I, I know, okay? I know. Teenagers know everything. So talk about underage drinking before they know it all. Before they're teens. Start talking before they start drinking. And keep talking. To learn more about the dangers of underage drinking and what to say to your kids, go to StopAlcoholAbuse.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Hi, everybody. We are back. You are listening to Positive Living, and I'm Patricia Raskin right here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. And Voice America has a whole new look. You must go to their website. It's very exciting. And if you go to my page, there's actually a video on my page, which will uh, tell you my purpose and my mission. And that's kind of exciting. That's right on the Voice America site. You can go to log on to Patricia Raskin. Also go to my site, patriciaraskin.com, and sign up for my newsletter. Uh, and also my blog is there. I'd love to hear your thoughts and your opinions about positive living. We're on a positive living campaign for people to tell their good stories. So we would certainly love to hear from you. Have a, a great show today. You know, we're talking about positive films and films that inspire and encourage. And I'm really uh, happy to be interviewing several of the producers and the actors and talent from Hallmark Original Movies that are coming up in April, May, and June. Because these themes are inspirational, they're filled with hope and courage, and although some of them are set back in 200 years ago, as these are, Westerns, um, the themes are very current, and and the, the issues often are very current. They just have a different form. My guest in this second half hour is Stephen Iver, who is the producer of two upcoming films on the Hallmark Channel Original Movie Channel, premiering April 4th is uh, The Love Comes Softly Journey, and that is a book that was written by Jeanette Oak, and the movie is called Love Takes Wing. It's with seven-time Emmy Award winner Cloris Leachman, Sarah Jones, Patrick Duffy, Kevin Richardson, and Haley Duff, and that will be again right here on the Hallmark Channel April 4th. Now, April 11th is the second movie that is in a row. It's Love Finds a Home. It's also part of that series, and it's a Hallmark Channel original movie premiering April 11th. That is starring Patty Duke, and I interviewed her in the first part of this show. She was fabulous. And also is Sarah Jones, Haley Duff, and Jordan Bridges, and they reprise their roles in the eighth installment of the award-winning book series, Love Comes Softly. And right now we have on the program with us Stephen Niver, who is uh, the producer of these movies. Hi, Stephen. Um, All right, talk a little bit about, I know one of the things that you wrote to me, and I'm going to read this because you wrote, you sent me this in an email, and it's so beautiful that I'm going to read it to the listeners. You wrote, 
These films was a dream come true. We were given two outstanding directors to work with, and we were given the creative freedom to make the films look as authentic and striking as possible. I'm immensely proud of them. There you have it. Those are your words. Now, you also said that you have an original tune. That this is a tune that these movies, I guess, are named after. I'm sorry? Is is there a town these movies are named after, or is there a town just for the movies? Uh, this, this, the, I'm sorry, well, the, the town in the film is Sykeston, and that's an actual town, um, uh, but we, the, the town that we filmed the pictures for, pictures in, uh, was actually built for the show Deadwood. Oh. Uh, and we were fortunate enough to be able to use these towns, these were beautiful, uh, western, it's a beautiful western town, probably the biggest, uh, most detailed, uh, one that I've ever seen, mm. uh, and we were just given, you know, run of the run of the set, mm-hmm. and you know, able to create to create our own Sykeston out of this, and you know, an authentic pioneer Missouri town. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just how we had all the trappings, we had a you know, a working blacksmith shop. You know, yeah, it was how, great. How is it? How is it different for you when you produce? Movies like this that are inspirational and filled with hope and, you know, bring a positive message to the world than other movies you may have produced that don't do the same. Well, I have, I guess, uh, the movies that I have that don't, I do a lot of movies for Hallmark, that's the thing. So, uh, and most of our movies do. I mean, most of them, uh, uh, and even the ones that I, we don't do uh, for Hallmark, um, they still have a happy ending. Uh, it seems yeah. like I do a lot of them. I, I I have a I like them. You know, I like having movies with a message that are happy. Uh, I believe that enter- that movies are entertainment and should be escape from uh, you know how stark life can be. Mm-hmm. So if anything, you should go to a movie and be lifted. You know, yes. and these do it in space. Yes, they do. They do. Um. Talk a little more about the cast, some of the people in the first movie that we're talking about, which is Love Takes Wing, and that, again, was with Lou Diamond Phillips, and uh, and he's a Golden Globe nominee, and Cloris Leachman, who did a wonderful job, and Patrick Duffy and Kevin Richardson and Haley Duff. Mm-hmm. And this was Kevin's first movie, too, uh, Kevin Richardson. Uh, my understanding, uh, this is the first time uh, he had acted. He was great. He was like a, a young Rory Calhoun. And he was awesome. Great voice. Uh, and just the whole cast was great. I mean, having Lou play the bad guy was was awesome. It was huge. Right. Uh, and um, and you said this is Kevin Richardson's first movie. Are you there? Oh, I think that I may have lost our guest. Are I'm you sorry, here? Hello? Yes, I'm there. Oh, okay. Um, so Ke- this is Kevin Richardson's first movie, and he played... Tell me the name of the person he played. Uh, Cyrus Kane, uh, basically the right hand man to uh, the mayor. Yes, uh, he's kind of a shady character as well. He seems to be in cahoots with Lou's character, uh, yes. Ray Russell. Yeah, um, and he he and did a really nice job. Oh yeah, yeah, and Patrick was great too. Yeah, I've worked with Patrick before uh, with uh, Patty actually in another film uh, for Hallmark, and she was he's great. And Cloris Leachman did a very good job in her role. Talk about her role. Well, it's that was a fun part. I mean, it was uh, it was we asked Cloris when she was first cast you know, how she wanted to approach the character, and she 
she really wanted it, wanted her to be an independent woman uh, who's been running this orphanage. She, you know, she didn't want her to be the typical uh, marm that you'd see in one of the, you know, in a, in a Western picture. Uh, she's definitely much more self-sufficient. She rarely goes into town, uh, so she's kind of an outcast, and she wanted that to be really projected in the character. Mm. I mean, she was just a, it's a lot of fun to work with. She's a legend. You know? Well, and she also really stood up for the orphanage. I mean, she was really there for the children, and that was really Oh, yeah. Beautiful. I mean, her special. scenes with Sarah are beautiful. I mean, Wonderful. They're... We're coming to the close of our interview, Stephen, so give us some closing thoughts about people watching both of these movies, Love Takes Wing, a Hallmark Channel original movie on April 4th, and Love Finds a Home on April 11th, both on Saturday nights. Um, I think... Uh, if anything, there is a message is hope, uh, and the fact that Belinda's character can maintain this hope through both pictures with the obstacles that she has to face, uh, I think the audience is just going to, you know, really. I hope I, I hope they all enjoy as much as we enjoyed making them because it was they were a lot of fun to do. Yeah. Uh, I just I think they'll, I, I don't know I think we made some nice family pictures. You know, you don't see them a lot anymore, and this yeah. is. Thank you so much for being on the program, and I agree with you. I watched My them both pleasure. and enjoyed them. Thank you so much. My guest has been Stephen Niver, who is the producer of both movies that are coming up, Love Takes Wing, premiering on the Hallmark Channel April 4th, and Love Finds a Home, premiering April 11th on the Hallmark Channel. Folks, you've been listening to Positive Living. Remember, log on to PatriciaRaskin.com. I have a newsletter and a blog. I'd love to include you. I have a Positive Living campaign. And write to me, Patricia, at PatriciaRaskin.com. As I always say when I close each program, stay healthy, stay happy, get the support you need, and know you can make your dreams come true. Until next time, right here on Positive Living, I'm Patricia Raskin for Positive Living. Have a great Monday and a great week. Listening to Positive Living with Patricia Raskin, a catalyst for positive change. For an autographed copy of Patricia's book, Pathfindings, Seven Principles for Positive Living, log on to RaskinResources.com and tune in next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific for Positive Living, right here on VoiceAmerica.com. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 